you know, I, I watched the UFC all growing up and Ah oh, God. <laughs> Yo, this is getting like oh, this is getting so hard. Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to be watching Dana White on Logan Paul's podcast, which is called the Impulsive Podcast. And I haven't seen anything from it yet. But I've seen some clips on Reddit, Instagram of him just saying some things. The biggest thing was him talking about not saying no to Logan Paul coming to the UFC for a fight. That was the big headline. And uh, maybe there's more context to it. Maybe there's more things that Dana is saying. Maybe there's some things that Logan is saying. It's an interesting interview just for the sake that Jake Paul and Dana White don't like each other at all. So I'm excited to watch this with you all and just give you my thoughts on what I think about all of this so let's get started and before we get started please like this video comment and subscribe i would greatly appreciate it it would mean the world to me so now let's get started one of the first times i was ever on espn i said something like um i said ass like he said he's gonna kick his ass and everybody <laughs> lost their minds man it's like they were never gonna have me on espn again uh. they weren't gonna have me back and so it was a it was a completely different world. So, yeah, I was one of those guys out there early on that was doing shit that you weren't supposed to do. See, this is what I do like about Dana White is that he sticks to his guns regardless of what other people think. And listen, there's times where I disagree with Dana on some things, but in the end of the day, he stuck with it. And this is a prime example of he was being himself back in 2001, 2002 on ESPN. And he thought he wasn't going to be there again because they didn't like him. And now the UFC is with ESPN. So it's just like, I like that quality in him. And I think that's an important quality for a president of an MMA promotion like as huge as the UFC needs to have they need to stick to their guns I don't fault anybody for that you're you a very know? calm person I've never seen anything I've never seen you get like really I'm, riled up I'm old man I'm fucking old I'm, I'm old and tired and I don't, I don't... <laughs> he hasn't seen him get riled up come on <laughs> you're not following MMA the UFC that hard if you haven't seen Dana White get riled up come on there's been so many moments over the years where he has been so pissed off get fired up like I used to um but uh yeah I just, you know some things sometimes I do but not not much anymore. Not much pisses me off anymore. Not much pisses him off. If these guys brought up fighter pay, oh, that's going to change, definitely. I'm looking for the absolute best in the world. These guys who have trained their whole life, they, they fight in these smaller shows, and then they make it to the UFC, and, and we've put the best against the best. It's just it's just not what we do. There's a market for what these guys do. See, like, I, I could see where he's coming from, but at the same time, that's kind of a lie. <laughs> it's kind of a lie. Like, I'm just going to say it because he brought CM Punk into the MMA promotion. That's not the best going up against the best when he fought uh, Michael Jackson, for example. And now I know in this interview, he brings up, I'm not saying no to Jake Paul wanting to come to the UFC. As much as he does believe in, I want the best to be fighting the best, Dana also wants to be making money. And the way to do that is to bring big names into the promotion. So for him to just be saying, oh, I'm just looking for the best to fight the best, I, I don't fully believe that. And I'm sure a lot of you can agree with me on that. I'm not saying that I don't do those type. Like, I brought Brock in. But Brock won the, won the heavyweight championship. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I brought Punk. CM Punk in. That one didn't work out as well as Brock. <laughs> um, you know, the Floyd-Connor fight. You know, the fans wanted to see it. Everybody wanted to see it. That fight 
took on a life of its own. Floyd and I got together and figured it out and it made sense. And we See, like, I appreciate that he does things like that, where it's like everyone wanted to see it, because that's the truth. Everyone did want to see Connor and Floyd at the time. But now he's using that same narrative for when he talks about Connor getting a title shot right away after two back-to-back -back defeats. And it's just like, no one wants to see that. But he sticks to his guns with that, where it's like, people want to see it. And it's, I, I'm looking around and trying to find who are the people that wants to see Connor fight for the title next. Well, he shouldn't even be fighting Conor McGregor. I mean, what, what's your brother? 6'1"? Yeah. 210? Yeah. Conor McGregor's 145, 155 pounds. Oh, he fights that low. No, he isn't. <laughs> 145? Like, yeah, like years ago. Holy. And I don't even think he's 155 now. He's definitely like a 170 pounder. Still smaller than these guys for sure, definitely. But this reminds me of when they were hyping up the... Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor fight for like the second time. They're like, oh, Conor fought a welterweight. He's a featherweight fighting a welterweight. And it's like, yo, first of all, Nate Diaz is not a natural welterweight. He didn't find that much success as a 170 pounder compared to him at 155. And then Conor, at that point, he was at 155. So honestly, it was fairly even at that point. Maybe Conor is not the greatest at 155. I could say that. But still, like, this is giving me those vibes of trying to use weight, like, the weight discrepancy, 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 <laughs> using the weight discrepancy. Is it discrepancy? I shouldn't even use that word right now. Anyways, that's what he's doing here. It's like, yo, the weight is different. Uh, Connor fought Nate Diaz. He's a 170 pounder featherweight fighting a 170 pounder. And it's just like, yo, come on, you know, like, stop. That's not the truth. I think the argument is that he is at such a higher skill level. And that was, that was why Floyd t took me on, right? 100%. I'm, I'm, I'm bigger, but he's a fucking god. He's but what did Floyd figure out? You were so big and you, <laughs> you figured out how to tie him up and, and, and you know what I mean? It's just, there's weight classes for a reason. Yeah. And, uh. What if, what if Jake can cut to 145? <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just cuts half. Bro, Connor can't cut to 145. Like, just make it at 170. And I agree with, uh, Logan on that point where it's like Floyd fought him, even though Floyd is the much smaller fighter, but because he's so skilled in boxing, it's like, it kind of evens out the size and the skill level in that matter. And honestly, like if they were to make Jake Paul versus Conor McGregor, like I kind of see, it, it's kind of hard because Jake has a little bit more skill in boxing compared to Logan, in my opinion, but still the size difference compared to like how skilled Conor is. And look, as much as I say that he's very skilled in MMA, we can't really say the same with boxing because we haven't seen him box that much and the one time that we did it wasn't like i don't know about you guys but i still think floyd took it easy on connor for most of the fight just to put on a fight and then once he was ready to kind of like finish it he went for the finish so it's like i don't know if connor is like that great of a boxer but honestly it didn't that that matchup intrigues me personally so it kind of makes sense in a way if they were to do it two big names and the size of jake paul versus the skill of conor mcgregor and we'll see what happens put it at 170 or maybe even like i don't know what uh jake paul walks around at Pro i heard like he walks around 190 or maybe even 210 so somewhere between there which is pretty big honestly but you know if floyd was able to fight logan with that size discrepancy <laughs> I shouldn't say this word. Discrepancy? I got to Google it right now. <laughs> discrepancy. 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 <laughs> yeah, so like if that... <laughs> 
if that weight discrepancy was a thing and he was able to overcome it, Floyd was able to overcome it, then, you know, Connor should too as well. But I understand it's like a completely different sport when it comes to boxing. And maybe that will make it even more even. And that's why it's a bad idea for Connor if he loses that fight. Oh my God, that would be like... <laughs> That would be a disaster. Like, that would be so bad. So, like, I'll admit, if they put on that fight, I would watch it for sure. That's like a big time fight. Two big names, two big trash talkers. The press conferences would be huge for that. Honestly, I could see them doing something similar to like the press conference tour with Connor and Floyd Mayweather, Connor and Jose Aldo. Like, that's how huge it would be. And it's a stretch for Connor to, to, to fight at 70. You know what I mean? He fought Nate at 70. That, that isn't his weight class, yeah. not even close. Yeah. But, okay, okay. But the thing is, like, yo, <laughs> I, 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 I honestly don't see Connor going back to 155 at this point. He's huge. He's massive right now. And it's like, I could only see him at 170 because I, I don't know how he's going to cut to 155 now. Like, he's putting on so much muscle and it's like, yo, you're not going to get back down to lightweight with that amount of mass on your body. So I'm interested to see what Condor's going to do when he comes back, actually. Let me know what you think. Do you think he's going to come back at 155 or 170? 145 is out of the question. I don't even know why 145 is being mentioned in this video right now if i wanted to do a ufc fight is that something you'd entertain who, who would you want to fight I don't know. you you have wrestling and boxing i could get it done do you ever do jujitsu of course yeah yeah i could get it done dana i'm not saying no dana sign me i'm not saying no <laughs> dana sign me dana <laughs> sign me now i'm not saying no like let's be for real if logan signed to the ufc for even one fight People are going to watch it. It's going to be huge. And I know I've been even critical about the UFC making moves like this, like making moves simply for the money and specifically Conor getting a title shot after losing two fights in a row. I've been critical about that, but I understand why the UFC would want to do it and why they could do it because the UFC just is at the top of everything. Like they have literally zero competition right now. I know Bellator is like a, a sec, like they're probably second Bellator, but they're it's like a big time second like this is ufc second is bellator and then we got pfl other promotions like just like close by and the ufc could make moves like this where they put on money fights where they just sign people just for the sake of attention for eyes and not do it for the sake of the best fighting the best anymore because they could still do that and that's great but if they did something like signing logan paul to the ufc for a fight that would bring so much attention not only from hardcore fans but also from casuals who are just like interested to see Logan Paul fight in the UFC. And I don't blame Dana making a decision like that for business. I think it makes sense personally. So I think it's a good idea overall, because if he does have a Logan Paul, for example, like headline a UFC card, I know that would be so controversial. But in the end of the day, let's say he stacks that card with like really good fights underneath it. Like that's not only good for the amount of pay-per-view buys that the UFC can get, but it's also good for promoting the other fighters and listen maybe they're onto something maybe dana's onto something when it comes to doing something like this let me know what you think yeah and we, we've taken a hard stance against piracy and we spend millions of dollars a year battling it have to yeah do you, do you think the technology to stop uh piracy online is going to get better or do you think the kids are going to get more adept no, i out? think, I think the, the the kids are way ahead of it Fuck. way ahead of it it's just uh
See, I agree with what Dana is saying 100%. And because of that, I think they need to move past the structure that's not pay-per-view anymore. I think pay-per-view is so outdated, especially with the amount of events that the UFC puts on. And like he said, the younger generation is going to get ahead of it. No matter how much money they put into stopping piracy, they're going to find a way to watch it for free still. So it's just, I think they need to move past the entire pay-per-view structure. And I don't know what they need to specifically do, but do it like if they had like a broadcasting deal like the nba nfl things like that where it's like they could put it on for free and they make really good money from these distributors these companies to put on the ufc events then i say that's the way to go especially in the future as like streaming is getting more popular and all these other things so pay-per-view models is outdated like stop that they can't let these guys touch each other (sighs) cannot happen and you know you fought everybody here is a man if you get fucking disrespected in front of the whole world by somebody, whether he slaps you, kicks you, punch you, and it happens at the press conference on Wednesday, the only thing he's thinking about is, I'm going to get his ass back on Friday during the weigh-ins, and you just we can't let that happen. Yeah, yeah. Yo, but they let it happen. It happened. <laughs> Jeremy Stevens, Dracar Close, it happened. And I think they started taking big measures after that. But even still, if Dana's not the guy who's going to be doing the face-offs and it's going to be someone else, there's a good chance it's going to happen because no one wants to do it against like the big boss against Dana White. But if it's someone else, they don't care. They're going to do something. And that's what happened with uh, Jeremy Stevens and Dracar Close. So I don't know. I still think uh, as much as Dana is saying, oh, we try to stop it, like the commissions won't have it, like they're also excited for it to happen. And if it does happen, but maybe not to the extent that it went with uh, Jeremy Stevens and Ricard Close. But if there was like a quick like tussle or something like that, like that brings views. They like that stuff. Even even like the thing with Khabib when he jumped over the. Well, that started with. Honestly, like this is such like a. I like this is why I don't like when Dana White or other fighters do interviews like this on like podcasts like the Impulsive Podcasts, Nelk Boys Podcasts. Is it called Nelk Boys Podcast or Full Sun? I don't know. But like this is why I don't like when MMA personalities, fighters, experts go on to these interviews because they ask like the most basic questions to them and like they bring up Conor McGregor, they bring up Khabib. And it's just like, yo, there's so much more to talk about besides these things and yeah i don't know call call me an anti-casual i guess I, I don't even like calling people casuals it's fine to be a casual in my opinion it's just like educate more people instead of just bringing the names that everybody knows you could bring those names but there's so much more than that in my opinion especially when you have someone like dana white you can ask him some really like great questions and obviously that's not happening here it's just like very basic questions about the sport like the surface level questions about the big names and what's happening with this and that so hey it is what it is they grabbed artem they caught him in a hallway somewhere connor's buddy artem and 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 they grabbed him and smacked him around connor jumped on a plane from ireland with 20 goons and and came out here and 
that's what happens. Yo, I love how, like, even Dana, even though he's like, oh, that was despicable, that was horrible, like, that entire bus clip is, like, shown all the time. Like, he he loves that clip. And it's crazy because you have, like, fighters like Rose Nama Yunus who is like, yo, like, that was, like, scary shit. Like, that was not fun for me. And he still uses it to promote, like, events, to promote Connor, all these things. And it's just like, yo, don't say it was a bad thing and then use it to promote your fights and your events. <laughs> Connor that went to f***ing jail for that. Connor went to jail. Connor was sued by multiple people and, and, th and that thing. And, you know, for, for throwing, us. For throwing the dolly through the bus? Yeah. Okay. And for us, it, it was. Uh, he launched that, that thing, launched too. That launched it. A it, PR nightmare for what's, us. What's it been like? <laughs> PR nightmare, my ass. They loved it. Like, yeah, maybe like a lot of negatives came from it, but so many positives came as well. I think more positives came from that instead of the negatives, in my opinion. Who's the toughest fighter in the UFC right now? God, that's a tough one. It's got to be Sean O'Malley. <laughs> I want to talk, talk about Sean O'Malley. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> like i actually don't even know if he's joking or if he's serious right now and it's just like yo you're just throwing out names that you know you're not throwing out names that ah <laughs> oh, man i thought this was gonna be like a fun little podcast to watch and enjoy but like i'm, I'm not enjoying it thus far it's just like it's just too many questions that i don't even care about and too many like topics and just like discussions that they're going into where it's just like what's the point of this like yeah it's good for like the general audience to kind of like get a grasp of what's happening but like oh my god like the, you could go a little bit deeper is what i'm trying to say so yeah this is hard to get through the guy just fought yesterday his name's pajeda he's the guy who fought uh israel adesanya twice in kickboxing and beat him bad dude there's so many bad dudes. see this is what i like i like dana bringing up fighters like this michelle pejera pejera or pereira i know someone said pejera but i want to say pereira because i heard that from the announcers but anyways i like when dana brings up fighters like this that no one really knows about they're not big names but it's like this is what it's meant for to to talk about the names that no one is talking about not connor not khabib like we already know these people so it's just like to talk about these guys curtis blades uh black beast uh Derek lewis it's just like that's why i like and i wish it was more of that for a while we thought masvidal was was the he is he is one he's oh my god <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> oh shit like this is like brutal it's just it's like like i said i hate using the term casual but this is casual city right now it's like you're bringing up sean o'malley jorge masvidal conor mcgregor khabib Nurmagomedov. like please please like just talk about someone else that are not like the big names and i get it like this isn't an mma podcast all right maybe i should be a little bit more nicer about this but it's just like why have interviews with these experts with the president of a promotion and you're just going to talk about like the basic things and i know other mma reporters talk about the basic things when it comes to like talking about the big names of conor mcgregor what's happening with him i hear that all the time but then they also dissect other fighters other fights that aren't mainstream per se kimbo was a great sell that was that was very very exciting um you know i, I watched the ufc all growing up and ah god <laughs> yo this is getting like 
Oh, this is getting so hard. Honestly, like, um, don't say you were watching the UFC growing up when all you're bringing up is Kimbo Slice, Jorge Masvidal. And look, Kimbo Slice's run in the UFC was not fun whatsoever. Like, he lost his first fight in the Tough House. He only won, I think, one fight in the UFC that was like against Houston Alexander and then loses like to Matt Mitrione. Who else did he lose to? I don't let, let me check that right now. So literally, he only had two UFC. UFC fights and you have <laughs> you have Logan Paul here talking about <laughs> I watched the UFC that time was exciting like <laughs> ah! oh my god like this oh goodness oh goodness you know like don't oh god like don't pretend that you know it it would be better if they were just like listen we just know like the basic stuff and they were just open about it but like with 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 logan being like yeah i watched the ufc it was a good time like come on man <laughs> sometimes watching their inability to sell themselves like i think they should right is i put myself in your shoes and i'm like okay if X, who we know is the best fighter in the world, was a little more this or a little more like this person. How do you how do you combat that, or how how can you make profiles of these fighters to get? See, this is a good question, and because it's not Logan talking about MMA, it's him talking about business. And I wish this interview stuck more on the business side of the UFC, of MMA, the fighters, how to promote themselves. Like this is like a good question in my opinion, and I wish they just stuck with that because it's like. He's talking about what he knows, and I respect that. But when he's talking about things like, <laughs> I was watching the UFC, Kimbo's time was exciting, or like this guy bringing up Jorge Masvidal, it's just like, <laughs> please just talk about what you know, and then the conversation is going to flow better, in my opinion. Maybe if you're lucky, you can find a guy like Connor once every six or seven years. Um, and 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 not maybe not to that level, but even if it's even close to him, it's 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 a home run. Um, what I've learned in the business is you you can't expect that from everybody. You know, people say to me all the time, "Why don't you give me media training? Why don't you do yeah. this? Why don't you do that?" You're either it or you're not. You know, and and the truth is, you don't have to be all that. Let I'll do my job, you do your job. And, and we'll get you to where you need to be. See, like, I agree with what Dana is saying. And specifically about Connor, it's going to be hard to find another Connor. And I actually, like, can't imagine another fighter like Connor coming around for a while. It's going to be more than six to seven years, like he's been saying, because it's just like, we've never seen a Connor before. And I get there's going to be people trying to emulate Connor, but who's going to be the authentic self, which is not only as good as Connor, but even better. Like, the excitement that he brought back in the day, even now he still brings it maybe not to the same extent as like back in his featherweight days but that level of excitement is hard to create and recreate especially if you're not connor and like dana is saying like some people just you either have it or you don't and to have that entire package of not only having that charisma of being able to speak well and carry yourself well and then also be a good fighter like that's why people love connor and that's why i love connor as long as you can fight and you're a badass that's what people are showing up to see they're not there for the speech they're know, there for the I, fight i know i know i just always try to maximize i'm always trying to maximize like what again if you could fight and you have that whatever because because <clears throat> I, I don't I actually don't agree with it you either have it or you don't like i think i think it can be worked in i think i think maybe but then it's not authentic 
it's not authentic. But it I'm, I'm all about I agree with this, you know. Um, I agree with Logan on this and that it could be worked in. And a great example of that is Kobe Covington. Kobe wasn't that guy before. He was a he was a boring personality before. And then once he started to bring that trash talk in, and he's not even the best trash talker, but it's the energy that he's bringing in. And maybe I understand what Dana is saying. Like, not everyone could have it. Maybe not everyone has that in them. But if you even just start doing something like that, even Joanna Janjacek has done things like that where she's talking trash to her opponent and sometimes it's like cringy it's not the greatest thing but when she's able to back it up i think that's just the biggest thing if you're able to trash talk it doesn't even matter how good of a wordsmith you are but if you're able to do that and back it up with good performances then people are gonna like you i agree more with logan on that compared to dana all right so they talk about other things that's not mma at this point and yeah that was uh pretty tough to get through but i kind of did like the ending of it where they started talking about the business side of the UFC and um, I think most of the interview should have been about that when they were talking about MMA personally but overall yeah it was hard to get through I was gonna be like it was a good <laughs> interview like it, it was fine like it's okay you know what I mean but uh, yeah you know Dana is someone I've been critical about and a lot of people have been critical about but I have to give it to him he does good when it comes to media when it comes to presenting himself and like I said he sticks to his guns regardless regardless if people agree with it or not. The biggest thing being fighter pay, he's sticking to his guns with it. And as much as I disagree with it, and a lot of people disagree with it, this is what the boss has to do. You know what I mean? So and I also think about if it's not Dana White running the UFC being the president of the UFC, who's it going to be who's going to be a good replacement for him. And honestly, I have no answer to that because his job is extremely difficult. And like I said, as much criticism as I give him and other people give him, Overall, he's doing a pretty decent job, especially when he does interviews like this and just tries to promote his brand and the brand of the UFC even more on podcasts like this where, you know, they don't really know that much, you know, like all respect to them, but they don't really know much except for like the big names, the big fights. And Dana did a good job in this interview, in my opinion, when it came to the MMA stuff. But yeah, you know, um, <laughs> I don't even know what to say, you know, it was just, uh, it was okay. It was fine. <laughs> like if I was to give this, I know I used to give like a scores to these fighters before. If I was to give this interview a rating, I'd probably give it like a four out of 10, three out of 10, something like that. I don't know. But let me know your thoughts on this entire interview. What did you like? What did you dislike? Anything you agree with? Anything you disagree with? And yeah, please like this video, comment, subscribe, and I'll see you on my next one.